You're listening to Soul Friend Radio. I'm your host, Gaia Woods. How long should I wait to call her? What's the best way to end a casual relationship? How can I tell the person I'm dating that I'm sexually inexperienced? What to do if you're a sexually submissive type married to another sexually inexperienced? Should I break up? Yeah, is it okay to flirt with your How do I tell my neighbors that they're having loud How many hours or days of no response is considered ghosting? Sasha Spielberg, say hello. Let me test your microphone. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Does that sound good, James? And my two at the little thumbs up turn. Okay, we've got so many people helping us this morning. Yay! Okay, welcome. Here, I'm going to turn us up in the headphones a little bit. Does that sound good in your headphones? Great. Can you hear me? Okay, your voice cool. is beautiful. Oh, thank you. Oh, welcome. Good morning. I'm going to turn myself up just a little bit so I don't have to talk so close. Okay. All right. Well, I should give out the number. So if anyone is listening live and wants to call in, please call us at 213-54-LOVE-0. You can also send your love, sex, dating, relationship questions to Soul Friend Radio on Instagram. You can just message me there. And if you don't want to call in live, you can also just text us. So if you don't want to be on air, then that also works. So, yeah. Um, Oh, I'm just like a little loud in my headphones. Do, 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 do. Okay, cool. How are you this morning? How are you doing? Hey, Howie, I had a great nightmare. You had a great nightmare? Yeah, I had like three. Oh no, I love talking about dreams. Tell me about your nightmare. If you want to. My nightmare was basically um, my parents um, sat all seven siblings together at the table. Is it seven siblings? Six others. I have no idea. I know your brother, but I don't know any of your others. There are many of us. And they sat us down at the table and told told us, or everyone started laughing, and I was started to cry, and I was like, oh, stop laughing. And then they said they were getting a divorce. And then Theo, oh, wait, we're getting a question already, which is great. This never happened. Sorry to interrupt. Your nightmare. Okay, let's see if they're Let's see if this works. Okay. Hello and welcome to Soul Friend. Can you hear us? Yeah. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, great. Here, I'm just going to turn you up a little bit more. Okay, go ahead with your question. Thanks so much for calling. Um. Yeah, I, I got a question. How do I get my roommate's cat to stop meowing? How do you get your roommate's cat to stop meowing? Yeah. 
That's a great question. That's a great question. Do you want to, uh, is there any additional information that might go along with that? Do you want to stay on the line with us or do you want us to just answer it and then uh, you can hang up? It's up to you. Um, I could stay on the line. You can stay on the line. Okay. Um, I don't have cats. Do you have cats? I, do don't, have cats. I, don't, I don't know anything about cats. I, you could get a sound machine. I love sleeping with sound machines. I can't sleep without a sound machine. I don't think I could Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. That's just amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, how do you get Is it Does it meow through the night and keep you up at night, or is it just kind of an obnoxious cat? Um, it doesn't really do it at night that much. At night, occasionally, it'll, like, run around like a crazy cat. Okay. So it's more just kind of... During the day, like right now, it just won't stop. It's why don't we constantly yelling? You should talk and about I don't it. See cats. <laughs> I don't see cats, so yeah, you I could do a Pimsleur test. Wait, what's that? Sorry, a, a rose, rose. Uh, what's that? What is it? A Pimsleur? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> what is the la- uh, language learning program? Oh, um, rose and stone. Yeah, oh, for cats. That's a great idea. Yeah, I for cats. Yeah. <laughs> They must make one. They must. I think we just gave you a really great business idea. I think you need to probably get get on that. No, but I don't, I mean, there's got to be, okay, I'm not a therapist for cats. I'm a therapist for humans in my real life. So I'm just going to pretend that this cat is a human and I'm treating it as though it's a human. And if the cat is meowing, then there's got to be something happening with the cat that the cat's needs aren't being met in some way and that the cat needs to be heard. So maybe trying to figure out what's happening in the cat's life is the cat adequately being taken care of and getting love and attention that it needs. So maybe talking to a roommate about that? I don't know. Do you pet the cat? I try to pet the cat, but he does not like to be pet. Okay, so he mm-hmm. so he doesn't want to be I pet. Keep my dishes, unless he like, comes over to me. Wait, I, what about your dishes? Oh, like I keep my distance from the cat. Oh, you keep your distance. I thought you said something about dishes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You keep your distance. I keep my dishes from my cat. My cat just loves to lick my dishes. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's a hard one. I think also it's not necessarily your responsibility. So if your roommate's cat is causing you problems, then maybe have a conversation with your roommate about what your roommate can do to kind of care to the cat and, you know, again, make sure its needs are being met so that it doesn't just meow all day because that sounds obnoxious. Even though I love cats, I'm just allergic, so I can't have them. Ooh, that, that sucks. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's my answer. Do you have anything to add, Sasha? Is that a stone? Is that mm-hmm. a stone for cats? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, I'm going to get on that for cats. Maybe there's an app that I could like. Oh, I hear your cat. Not <laughs> <looking at him. laughs> yeah, he's in the room. <laughs> oh, oh, my God, it really is a loud meow. Oh, screech. Yeah, I'd say. Oh no! <laughs> this is really disturbing. Yeah, I can hear it. Oh, that's terrible. I think you need to talk to your roommate or soon. You can take the cat to the vet. Yeah, <laughs> the cat is sick. <laughs> that's so crazy. That's Great. terrible. I'm so sorry. The thing is, he's like he's at the door right now, and he's trying to go outside. Oh! But I don't want to let him out because 
then I have to go like chase them for an hour to get them back inside. Have you ever tried? I've seen people walking their cats and definitely judge them harshly. But have you ever done that or or seen that? Maybe you need to walk your roommate's cat or or do something like have your roommate walk their cat. I don't know. Like on a leash. Yeah, yeah, like you can get a little harness that goes around their whole body so they can't get out of it, basically. Do you live by coyotes or other, a lot, do you live, do you live in L.A.? Uh, they have one of those, and the cat hates it. He, like, when they yeah. put it on him, he will just lay on the ground and, like, won't move. Mm. Yeah, I mean, this is tricky. I feel like I have, you know, lots of opinions about people, but uh, cats, I'm, they're a whole nother, I don't know, I'm like kind know. of at a loss here. It sounds like, but again, I kind of come, keep coming back to the fact that it's not necessarily your responsibility to take care of your roommate's cat. Oh my God, it's so <laughs> um, Well, I would just, I would kind of have a conversation with your roommate and express that you're concerned about this because it's really disrupting. Understandably so, because it is quite loud. It's just a lot of meowing, so... That's kind of my final, yeah, that's my advice. But thank you so much for calling. I really appreciate it. All right. Uh, you're welcome, and uh, thank you for all your advice. Yeah, thanks, and keep listening to the rest of the show. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. Okay, great. Well, that was a fun question. Oh, I've never gotten a question about a cat. <laughs> I mean, it is, I do tell people, you know, to ask questions about sex and love and dating and relationships, but relationships can include, I mean, technically more people usually send questions about romantic relationships, but relationships include cats and include, especially roommates, I feel like that's a tricky it's thing. It's about the roommate. It's not about the roommate. Yeah, totally. So It's not about the cat. It's never about, it's never about the cat. Yeah, it's about the roommate. Yeah, so... Anyway, um, that was really exciting. I love questions. Um, but look, I want to hear about your dreams. Let's keep telling us about your nightmares. Irrelevant. That cat really was just <laughs> was more <laughs> nightmarish than my dream last night. Oh, God. Okay, but wait. How did you, but just to wrap up your dream, because I, I love dreams, um, so your parents sat you all down and said that they were getting a divorce. Getting a divorce. And then what happened? I started crying hysterically, and my Aww. brother started laughing. And I said, Aww. oh, that is terrible. That's not funny. And then I woke up and I felt sick to my stomach. Oh, that's terrible. Anyway, I'm sorry. Now I yeah. need dreams, nightmares, cats. Yeah, cats and nightmares. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what did I have? Oh, speaking of dreams, and then I promise we will move on to love and sex and dating and relationship things. Um, but I had a crazy nightmare last night that I was trapped on a boat with zombies and they wanted me to join and become a zombie and I had no power and they made me eat sausage which I'm a pescatarian <laughs> and that was how I became a zombie well I had no choice but to eat it actually it was more like um, prawns it wasn't actually sausage like you would think about sausage in your waking life it was prawns but there was also some butternut squash and some other foods in there, but they kept saying that it was sausage That's and that I had to eat it. And then I, I decided to throw it up because I thought that if I didn't digest it, that I wouldn't turn into a zombie. And? Um, and I threw it up, and then the, the water of the ship, because I was also, like, on the ship with water, there was just water everywhere, but I was, like, I was successfully 
targeting the zombies. <laughs> but I wasn't sure if it had already, yeah, that's why I mean, I wasn't sure if it had already kind of taken effect, and I didn't know how I would know. Okay. So. Wow. Yeah, and then I went, and I joined the zombie. I know, and then I joined the zombies, though, and I tried to pretend as though it had worked, mm-hmm. and tried to see if that would convince them, so. Just to meet you on our nightmares of varying topical things, win. but <laughs> okay, you win. Not a competition. Mine was transparent. Yeah. Oh. Yours was like Walking Dead. I don't know. I don't even watch those shows, so it was surprising mm-hmm. to me as well. But anyway, okay, back to well, that, okay. I do want to introduce you a little bit yeah, to tell people about your music because I know you personally. Um, you also have been to my hometown, which is really special yes. and nice. And no one has gone. Like no one goes there. <laughs> I've been three times. You've been three I've times. Been thrice. Yeah, thrice. So you've been to Garberville. You yes. told me that you love the Bembo Inn, which for my listeners up in my hometown, Sasha loves the Bembo Inn, which everyone up there does as well because it's such a beautiful, lovely place. I love so, the Bembo Inn. This is for people who don't know where we're talking about. This is in Northern California. It's in Humboldt County. Um, so that's another thing that I appreciate about, about you in general. Yeah, yeah. I have a mug from, um, oh, the Wood Rose. Right, I think I gave you a tip to go there. Yeah, so I've already got the mug, don't worry. I've had the mug for years. That's amazing. I love it up there. So yeah, it's a beautiful place. My parents live by the river. My sister and her family, they live actually in Bembo, right by the river, by the beautiful Bembo kind of bend part. Yeah. Beautiful. So. Oh. Um, so we have that kind of connection. Yeah. And then you're also just an amazing musician. And I got a chance to see you performing as that. So you're now Buzzy Lee, mm-hmm. but are you also still making music with Bardot? Yes. You are. Yes. Okay. We have, cool. we have a bunch of fast songs that we are releasing. Yes. Nice. So we're still going. Great. Wonderful. Well, because, yeah, I saw you perform at Zebulon here mm-hmm. in L.A., like two or three weeks ago, yeah. yeah, and I got to hear you perform. I mean, you, you had a lot of songs which you've since released, but I don't think I had heard any of them at the time you played. All I'd heard was your single, Cool Hand. Yeah, and yeah. We, I released one more single, and then mm-hmm. the rest of the EP comes out on Friday. Yeah, on Friday. On April 27th. Okay. Where do people find it if they want to find it? iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Bandcamp. All the places. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Cool. Um, yeah, anything else you want to tell us about yourself? Anything that, I mean, well, I have, there's a lot. I have six, six other siblings. I now know that. I did not know that. That's wild. I'm born and raised in Los Angeles, California. There you go. God, what else is there? I don't know. I, I, I don't have cats. You don't have cats? Yeah, we don't have cats. About cats. Yeah. Something else. Um, no, I just don't know. I'm good about giving dog advice, mm-hmm. but I, I don't have a lot of input for cats. I mean, I love cats. I just am allergic, so I right. can't I can't do it. But I'm also yeah. really bad in, in situations that, like, basically three months ago, um, my little dog, Earl, I thought oh, that he yeah. was cleaning. He, he, he left the room for, like, a minute. Yeah. And he was still a puppy, which is irresponsible of me to... Something on the piano, maybe it was like two minutes. He was gone. Yeah, he comes back with an empty pill bottle full of uh, Valium that one of my recently filled Valium prescriptions. So there were like a bunch of pills. I take it out 
orgasm out of his mouth and it's completely empty. Oh I look around God. and there are no pills anywhere. So I go, oh my God, he's just ingested 20 Valium. So hysterically crying, yeah. raced him. I got to Hollywood from the east side. I mean, from the east side in like 10 minutes. Oh my God. I was going yeah. like 47 down oh to the Monica God. Boulevard. Oh no. I raced him to the emergency room on Hollywood. Oh. Um, oh. 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 His, his ears and his little oh. eyes. I can't even handle that. Yeah. I love him so much. Yeah. So I raced him in there and I was like panic crying hysterically and they go, okay, how many milligrams was it? And they needed all my information. Oh and they go, how many do you think he ingested? I go, I think like eight, because I didn't want them to think I was a bad dog mom, but then I was like, no, 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 I got to be you know, it's like lying to like, therapists and I'm like, you got to come clean. <laughs> yeah. And I said, 20. Uh, 20. Yeah. Well, that's and, a full prescription, I'm sure. Oh, no. Yeah. It was death. Um, yeah. And so oh, no. I was, you know, sitting in the waiting room and they were tra- they were going to make him um, right. and do vomiting. Yeah. yeah. And I was sitting there and I was crying hysterically and I reached oh, into no. my purse and I look and I see a full bottle oh, of Valium. Oh, he had chewed up my old prescription. Oh, no. Oh, no. So I'm sitting there. They're about to induce vomiting. I'm like, okay, do I? Another, <laughs> Another like, do I come clean? Do I come clean? And oh, okay. yeah. he's like, what's wrong? Don't worry. So I ran in. I knocked on the door. I was like, oh, my God. You know what? Oh, no. Don't work. No, I'm sorry. I didn't even run in. They yeah. were like, we're not going to induce vomiting yet because he's not acting weird. Right. So he said, yeah. just sit tight for like 45 minutes. Well, and just like, watch him. Yeah. yeah. And he was so hyper for 45 minutes. So, and oh. I knew when I had the Valium bottle tied to be like, oh. okay, let's wait and see. Hello. Oh. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so you didn't wind up actually having to come clean. They just waited. They just we just waited. They're like, yeah. he's fine. And I was like, okay. okay, good to know that he's fine <laughs> after twenty hours. <laughs> what a big number. Oh, that's terrible. Oh my god. I've had a similar experience where I came home. Actually, this is I restart the story. I came home late, and my boyfriend had handled a situation that he had come home to, where my puppy had gotten into the underneath part of my kitchen and had eaten some cleaning supplies, mm. which, like, can kill a dog. Mm-hmm. I don't keep cleaning supplies anywhere that's not, like, a locked cabinet. Um, it was pretty much locked, but he found that he was a clever puppy. And I guess what my boyfriend did is he, um, you can feed a dog, like, a tablespoon of hydrogen peroxide, and then they'll throw up. And so if they've recently ingested the thing, then it'll, like, come, yeah, so... Lots of animal tips today. No, <laughs> like have accidents and or have meowy cats. So, <laughs> but that's terrible. Yeah, awful. That is awful. Panic. So panic. Um. Okay. Well, before we go into some listeners' questions, and I have, so I was going through my hard drive earlier this week, and I stumbled upon. I'm no longer on online dating on any of the apps or any of the even desktop programs because I also did that. But because I'm in a relationship, but I definitely have a lot of um, envy for people who are like <laughs> who are doing online dating. I was asking my safe manager James for his updates. Hello, James, for his updates on his love life because it's just a fascinating thing to me the new dating parts of relationships. So when I found these old OK Cupid messages, which I had screen grabbed religiously. I couldn't stop reading them and then realized that this is just what we should do on this episode. So we're just going to go through and not necessarily critique these, but there's some things that people say that are ridiculous as opening lines. So I thought that it would be a helpful thing to go through. Um, But one more thing I'm going to ask you about before we do that and then go into some listeners' questions, which I also have, 
is, can you tell me about your Australian accent that you did? You did it on your, on your Instagram, and then you also did it at Zebulon while you are performing, and I was like, oh, this is my thing that she does. I need to hear more about that. Um, I started, I became enamored yeah. with this accent when I started watching Summer High High. And then Summer High High? Yes. What's this? Oh, um, it's, it's Chris Lilly, this Australian comedian, and okay. he does a bunch of different characters. Yeah, and there's just a bunch of different storylines, and they follow these characters, and yeah. and I wanted to do impressions of each character, mm-hmm. so I I had to learn the accent because I was also kind of like it's the hardest accent to learn. I could do British, yeah, and then I was like, no, Australian's going to be a new feat. Mm-hmm. So I went on tour with Wardell, my band with Theo, mm-hmm. and I was in the van with two other um, musicians who. Also, we're trying to perfect the Australian accent. So the entire the entire the entire month it was just us being like, I don't know where should we go. Like, what's the idea? I don't know, hungry. Um, and we were doing it the so entire. <laughs> Someone recently told me they're like, you're so much hotter with an Australian accent. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I really trained that, so <laughs> you're saying I'm not hot. Even in that really good. I'm literally thinking of all my Australian friends right now because it's so convincing. It's just a New Zealand, I've been told. Oh, yeah, maybe. I think. Oh, yeah. I don't know that I would know the difference necessarily, but yeah, you know, yeah. like, a, right, you know, <laughs> it's hard. Um, yeah. no, so I can't stop doing it, and then I, you it's know, I do Future Classic, which is an Australian label. So I'm mm-hmm. there. Is Australian, so I, yeah. I just, it just. So then at the Zebulon show, I knew there were about ten people from Future Classic. Oh, wonderful, yeah. And so that's why I was like, raise your hand if you're Australian. Oh, and then when one, one person did, and yeah. they all were like, after they were like, we didn't want to draw attention. <laughs> Um, that's but so I just love the Australian accent. But now I can't do British anymore. Oh, you used to be able I to do British. I used to be able to do British, mm-hmm. and now I can't. Yeah. It's just Australian, all about Australian. I mean, I feel like once you continue to perfect it, then you can probably reincorporate the British once you have mastered it. Once you get that color, like that color sound, it's really hard to yeah. like, abandon shit. Yeah, well, I know that I slowly replaced all the French that I knew at one point in my life with Spanish. It's just totally. like I have no conception of French anymore. I can't remember yeah. any of it. Yeah, but once you, I bet once if you, mm-hmm. if you started learning Spanish. I got really was aggressive about mm-hmm. my studies, but I'm just not that. Yeah. You study? You still do. Oh, yeah. Okay, should we do, okay, I'm just dying to read some of these messages. We have a lot of questions um, from listeners, but I'm just going to read some of these. Okay, keep it messages. Okay, so I should start by saying that this was a number of years ago. Um, so I think that OkCupid, okay, I think this was pre, this was definitely pre-Tinder. So I think that OkCupid was basically kind of like one of the ones that people use. And it was also, I remember getting on it, and it was the first time I'd ever done online dating, and I was kind of out of a long relationship, and I had a job that I was working like 60 hours a week or something at, and I just didn't have a lot of time to date. And so I was like, my coworker convinced me to sign up for OkCupid, and I kind of felt a little bit of stigma. Or like it was kind of still at the time where not everyone that you knew Your grandma was on it. That's really sweet. So... So basically what happened is I got a ton of messages. Like it was like a crazy, it was just because not that many people were using, there wasn't like the disbursement of people on all the different ones. So so basically I screen grabbed based on dates. So I've got <laughs> September 27th through 30th, September 
uh, well, fall through 14. Post holiday, yeah. Okay, so let's start. Let's just start with uh, September 3rd through 5th. Okay, so here's some opening lines. We can talk about them. Um, this one, this person says, oh, and I guess I won't read their um, name in case they're still on there looking for love, so I won't say who you are. This person says, from the looks of your profile, I'd never guess you spend much time thinking about OkCupid questions unless you do a lot of analytical sleuth detecting on others, in which case I'd be curious to know your thoughts. So this must be because I think there's a question, there was a lot of questions and like you have to write about yourself and answer all of these questions about like, what do you want to do? Go to the Eiffel Tower, go camping, all these kind of personality things. And so one of the things must have said, what do you spend time thinking about? And I must have said, okay, Cupid questions, because like, I must have thought that was hilarious. So, I don't know. What do we think of this person? Sleuth. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot. I think that I'm on the fence about how much to write in the first mm-hmm. question, because it's kind of a lot that this person's writing. It doesn't look like I wrote back. No, I don't think I wrote back to 90% of these people, but there are math percentage, which was also a thing on OkCupid, which maybe still is, I don't know. It was only 66%, and so in 29% enemy, not enough. Not enough. Not enough. Yeah, so I'm just going to keep reading. Maybe we'll comment on the ones that are really good. This person says, I'm funny as shit. Oh, I think that I must have written, message me if you're funny, or something like that. Okay. This person says, I'm funny as shit, and your freckles are not private. They're on your face, and you're damn adorable, if you must know. Since you put so much effort into your profile, I'll put the same into this message. So hostile. Let's run. I don't like it. I feel like I'm arguing with him already. Oh, right? Let's run. Your freckles are on your face? I think, I mean, it's a little confusing because I think that all these people are responding to things in my profile, so just kind of have to imagine. Because I think there was a question about what's something private that people don't know or something, and, you know, and I was like, my freckles, or something, you know, I don't know, okay. I, I, it was like a while ago, but that kind of is probably something that I fixed, like, I'm very guarded, no one can understand me, um, and, okay, and then they also say, like, run around one Friday, I'll buy you a smoothie, pose for a photo, I, I think that I put, that I want someone to buy me a I expect to see you make some things and hear your obviously loud laugh. Oh, I think that I wrote that I have a loud laugh. He's taken in the, he's really taken in the details. Yeah. He says, I turned 29 in three weeks. That's when I'll fit your age qualifications. Long distance pen pals in the meantime. Where is he from? No. Um... I mean, I was in LA. Oh, yeah, they're all usually, it's, it's based it's on, all based on like, location, yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, you put a lot of thought, I mean, you really you look at your profile. You really look, there's a lot, I don't love the, um, I don't know, the, this sentence, that since you put so much effort into your profile, I'll put the same into this message. I think that he's being sarcastic, because I don't think I did. I think yeah. you put a lot but of you put effort, effort into the message. Yeah. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm just. He should have just left it. I mean, I know what he was mm-hmm. trying to do. I understand yeah. he was being like, huh. yeah, yeah. I don't know. Okay. Um. Wow. A lot of com- A lot of people commenting on my smooth. <laughs> this person says, "Hey, fellow." Oh, groovy. I don't like the word groovy. He says, "Hey, fellow groovy smoothie addict." Oh, Ooh. I'm already like not into it's you. Like <laughs> Careful. Yeah. Groovy smoothie. What's your favorite blend? I'm a Jamba frequent world rider. Yeah. I knew this was a Jamba guy. Fresh OJ carrot, strawberry, banana, and blooms. Blooms. No. Who appreciates blueberries? No. You'd be a fan of my friend Zach, 
I'm introduce you to a guest. Oh, it's like some comedian. Okay, because I must say, oh, really? like, yeah. Com- yeah, yeah. He's like, you should check out this guy. Okay. Zachalzanakis. Um, I it's not, but you know what's funny is that I do know this person, so I wonder that he's talking about. That's funny. Oh, anyway. Well, it's weird. You know someone who says bloop? No, 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 not the person, but he's saying, like, you, you might be a fan of my friend Zach. Oh, you know this guy. I know this Zach. This comedian oh, Zach. Has maybe maybe this guy is listening. Maybe he is. Right maybe he is. Or maybe to buy you a Jamba. A so Jamba. Yeah, sorry, I'm being so judgmental. I mean, but bloobs? Okay. Bloobs is bloobs. It's cute, I guess. I don't it's like weird. it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, this is nice. Okay, I like this part of okay. the message. They, this person says, um, there's a new all-organic juice shop called Open Source that just opened. Let me know if you want to check it. If you want to check, check it out. I don't know why. Check, 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 check. Oh, check, check. Why, why is that funny? That's not funny. Okay. Um, oh, and then that was on September 4th. And then on September 14th, he wrote me again and said, I did not write back. And then he said, myself and around eight friends are planning on an excursion to the Ojai Hot Springs tomorrow evening. I don't know if you're free, but invite some friends and let's all meet an intermingle tribes. Smiley face. I feel like we know this person. Do we? I feel like it's a lot of effort to put into two messages with no response. Mm. It's nice. I mean, there's something that I that seems unfriendly about him, which is nice, and he's recommending things about comedy and smoothies, so that's nice. Yeah. I feel like that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, we'll just look at a couple more. This is messages. Oh, this is really funny. This is messages from someone I wound up dating. It was the only person I wound up dating off of the app. Um, and he's still a friend of mine. This person says, your laugh can't be the first thing that people notice about you. There's no capitalization to the message. And also, my laugh is the first thing people notice about me. I must have. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess this is hard because I didn't screen grab my own profile. <laughs> just only screen grab the messages that I received. That is, I probably, yeah, I must have alluded. I must have alluded, yeah. I don't think that's the first thing anyone would notice about you. Yeah. Yeah, maybe not. Also, that's the, that's, this is the problem, though, of having an objective perspective of yourself. It's impossible. You can't know. Mm. This person says, I've seen your last picture and I remember you, but I don't know where. Maybe you remember my face. Or it's only a dream. Oh, or it's is like one word, but it should be two. But I'm pretty sure that we have talked outside. Your name is Nick. I think so. Wait, what, are you talk- what are you talking about? This doesn't make any sense. Your name is Nick. My name is not Nick. So. I don't know. But I think I'm getting the picture of the fact that a lot of people... Don't I don't know. These messages are just a little crazy. <laughs> People go all out. Yeah. I've never been on a dating or not a dating app. You've never done it? No, but I did meet yeah. my first kiss on Friendster. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, and I met my best friend on MySpace. On MySpace? Mm-hmm. That's so nice. Mutual friends, of course. Yeah, did you have mutual friends? Yes. with strangers. No, 100% okay. mutual friends. But my yeah. first kiss I met on Friendster. We had not met Aww. in person, but we, you know, we've had a lot of mutual friends. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. I love um, that. Um, okay. That's like a good, we can come back to that. I think that it's entertaining for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that fun for everyone else, but but I think it is hard. It's hard, like out of context, without seeing what I put in my profile. But oh, a lot of people also talk about films too, which I think is helpful. This person says the vanishing. Are you referring to the Dutch film? Oh. So I'm not supposed like favorite movies. It was different. Yeah, it was different back with. <laughs> 
in my day, you had to, like, on OkCupid, you had to fill out all this stuff about yourself, and then you were matched based on, like, the match percentage with the guy who's talking about films was 88%. Oh, wow. So, like, that's pretty high. Where is that? I have no idea. I don't know. Maybe it's still not OkCupid. Exactly. Okay. Let's do, do you want to do some love questions? Yeah. Okay. Um, also, I'm going to open myself on Instagram so that if people want to text in live to the show or direct message me to text in live, text in live to Soul Friend Radio, then you can do that. Okay. So, this is a question that I didn't get a chance to answer on the last show. So, this person says, I need to find it anonymous mail in Texas. Okay. So my wife is a yoga teacher, and she recently has been propositioned for sex by men and women with no regard to me. She doesn't want to, but I can't understand how I feel about it. Like, everyone knows about me but doesn't care. And I'm not trying to stop her from experiences, but I don't think I want her, but I don't think I want to share. I'm just on a limb. I guess I want to know if I should be more protective or more open. I feel in between. She doesn't want. Did he say that she doesn't want to? Yeah, he said she doesn't want to, but I can't understand how I feel about it. Right. Yeah. Like if it happened again and she did want to. I guess so. I'm wondering if he's talking about if he is upset by the people propositioning her, knowing that she has has a husband. I think that that's maybe what he's not sure about. Yeah. What do you think? It's a terrible feeling. It's awful. Yeah. I think. Yeah. It, it, it makes you feel like no one has respect. Yeah. yeah. But then a lot of people right now are maybe, maybe they assume that she's, that they're in an open, I mean, I don't know, so many people make yeah. things. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, because just because you're married doesn't necessarily mean that you don't have sex with other people. So, you know, you might be in an open marriage. Um, right. But, yeah. Oh, what were you going to say? Yeah, just, no, it also maybe there's a part that feels left out. It's like mm-hmm. you're in Foursquare. We are in fourth grade. Fourth grade. Oh, fourth grade. Oh, oh, no, 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 Yoga class with her, and anytime someone anytime someone looks at her, her. comes over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that I don't know if he necessarily needs to be more protective of her in terms of it's not something that he can probably control and intervene about. But I don't think that his feelings are completely valid. Yeah, I don't think he should be upset with himself no. for like getting upset about it. I Definitely think that's not. totally valid, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think, yeah, that's what I have to say about that one. Um, let's do this one. This one's short and easy. This one says, how long should I wait in an, into a newish relationship to go on vacation with my girlfriend? Oh, my God. I mean, don't sign in, so I don't know if it's a man or a woman or how long. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's a good question. What do we think? Vacation? How long of a vacation are we talking? Because oh, that's a great question. A week is a lot different than three days. Or a week, five days is different than three days. Yeah. Because if it's new, it's that whole like oh god, and then it's the the bathrooms, the yeah, yeah. How new? I don't know. It's how comfortable you feel with the person. Yeah. And it really can make or break it. I feel like I definitely have the experience of 
traveling with someone for even just a couple of days that I was dating for a while and having a clear picture that I wasn't it, like into and then, it. And you know, when I was going, you're like, oh, you can't help. And yeah. then you just want to go home. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I need my space now. It's a good, honestly, maybe the earlier you do it, the better yeah, maybe, you learn. Yeah, maybe it's kind of like, I'm going three days. Just start with the three-day vacation or two yeah. and a half. Two and a half. Like days. an out-of-town weekend or something. Exactly. I think a vacation yeah. vacation, you'll, you'll know when it's home. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I think that's a great, yeah, I agree with all of that. I also think that, um, yeah, it depends on where you're traveling to. So if there's passports involved, passports involved, or just the more traveling and kind of waiting and being uncomfortable situations because mm-hmm. people have different feelings about traveling. Yeah, I'm the worst traveler. I hate traveling. I do it, but I, I get anxious about you when to get to the airport and if people don't want to go as early as I do, then it's like I kind of have to be really assertive and be like, no, but like, oh, probably have a feeling attack if we don't get there in an hour and 40 minutes. <laughs> I do it someone I like to board when my group is called. So, yeah. um, I, and I and the person I was dating was like, what's the point? You're just going to be sitting on you want to be so you can sit. Yeah. And they always wanted to go get like food and a beer and then get yeah. there as late as possible, get to our mm-hmm. as late as possible. And that mm-hmm. doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. I like to, I need to go to my space, my yeah. personal bubble, yeah. put on your headphones, sit there for an hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so there's a plane involved. Uh, then wait at least six months before dating mm-hmm. the person. Yeah. Um, okay, I think we did a great job on that question. How about this one? This one says, is it okay to say something to someone you see on an online dating app who you know as a friend slash through work? Or is it better not to mention it? I saw someone who I casually know through my job. I'm a comedian, so I interact with a lot of people, and I'm wondering if there's an etiquette to saying something or not when you see someone online you already know. Anonymous female, Los Angeles, California. I know a lot of people who see people they know mm-hmm. and they match with them just to be like, to feel like, yeah. So I don't know. I think that's probably what I would do as well. And I think I had done, I've done that in the past where I've like matched with someone just to be like, oh, you're on Tinder. Yeah. So. I think that if you're a comedian, you just make a joke about it. Just make a joke about it. Yes, I don't think there's... I mean, again, when I... Back in my day, (laughs) I feel like there was more of a stigma around online dating just because not that many people did it. And so I definitely self-judged myself and thought, why can't I meet someone that like, what's wrong with me that I'm doing this? You know, and quickly got over that because it was yeah. just a practical matter in terms of time and like and then I realized that so many people were doing it and now that's so changed but I don't think there's any of the sense of kind of adding someone if you see them online yeah. and then you see them in real life you know. unless they're I have seen people in relationships oh. on dating apps oh, really? and I've been like oh, oh, no. oh do I am I supposed to know because well, out there. Okay, but the only thing that I will say in defense of those people is that I was one of those people by accident. Oh. Because, so maybe they, they don't know. Well, I deleted the app and it deactivated. If you're active, yeah. then like that's clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Because I think that one of my my current boyfriend's friend mm-hmm. saw me and maybe like, I forget, but somehow. Like and then months, but months later, like it wasn't communicated to me right away. Mm-hmm. And then by the time I was like, oh, like I learned about the whole deactivation process, you know, like appropriately learned about it. And then 
successfully deactivated. Exactly. And then I had a conversation about it with my boyfriend. I was like, oh, this funny thing happened. And he was like, oh, yeah, I knew. And I was like, that's oh. weird. Okay. I feel like the equivalent of going steady now is deactivating your dating account. Yeah. I definitely had a moment with my girlfriend where I did it intentionally. And it was kind of like, oh, really committing to this really. Closing all these, like, all these doors. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, really precursors to marriage over here is deactivating your account. Uh, but yeah, that sounds bad when you see someone on a thing. Although, I mean, who knows what types of relationships people are in, but you never know. Yeah. You really never know. Never know. Um, okay, this is a great question about, uh, I'll just read it, but this I can relate to this, and it's, it's such a sweet question. Okay, this person says, Ugh, I just went on a first date with someone I felt a lot of chemistry and attraction to. I kept freezing up, though, and just acting so awkward. I'm not usually the anxious type, but I just felt so nervous around this guy. I kept losing my train of thought mid-sentence and had a lot less control over my body than normal. I dropped my chapstick as I was putting it on. Mm -hmm. Just silly stuff. I get it. I know. <laughs> so, so sad. Me. I know. Um, they say, any tips for getting around nervousness on dates? Assuming I, don't, assuming I didn't scare him off, I want to try to go in armed with some ways of managing this next time. Clumsy, signed, clumsy crusher. Mm -hmm. Aww, so cute. Oh, God, that's so weird. Where you're just sitting and you realize that you're speaking. And then you psych yourself out and you're like, oh, no, I have the floor. Yeah. And then you stop talking. I just realized that I'm talking and then I just lose any control. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard, though, because it seems like it is the people that you really feel some attraction to or you feel some certain way about that sometimes it is hard to kind of remain grounded around because yeah. you get this excitement and then it kind of triggers this sense of kind of, yeah, like the freeze response of like, yeah. I just I can't move right now and yeah. I'm going to drop my chapstick. Like, yeah. that's hard. So. Those are cute, but you have to realize, like, yeah. it, I'm sure he's that, she or he, um, they say anonymous female, oh, they say nervous around this guy. Got so, okay, yeah. so he, he could be thinking mm. all her, her little, it's so sweet. Dropping a chat because there's yeah. like, oh, he could find it endearing. Yeah. He's head over heels in love with that. Totally. Um, and then yeah. I think just the more times you hang out, the easier it gets. And that first time is always terrifying. But then, yeah, I think it's sure. always. Well, and it was a first date, it sounds like. So, yeah, yeah. I think we underestimate our cuteness. When you're awkward. When I'm not, like, personally, yeah. yeah I think yeah. I'm, I, in my mind, I'm like, oh, God, I really messed that one up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, also, I'm making fun. I usually am very self-deprecating, so I, I call attention to yeah. how nervous I am or, like, like point it out. Yeah, and I just kind of mm -hmm. call it out, and it honestly makes it easier for the other person, too. Yeah. Yeah, and then they know that maybe that's not your everyday yeah. kind of state. Like, we're in this yeah. together. Yeah. But you can just laugh at it. Yeah. And that also kind of is a compliment, too, because it means that that person making is making you nervous, which is sweet. Yeah. So, yeah. So, hopefully... And I feel like that is kind of how it goes in terms of if the person likes you, then they're going to find it sweet. You know, if they're not into you, then they're going to be like, who's this clumsy lady? Yeah, like, she's annoying. You want to be that person anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, in terms of any way to go unarmed or, you know, manage it better next time, yeah, I think pointing it out and just being self-deprecating about yeah, it. Like, oh. Well, and then that's hard to do. That's, you kind of have to be a little vulnerable in yeah. terms of saying, oh, sorry, like, you make me a little nervous or something. Distractions yeah. during the day leading up to the date. Because mm -hmm. I think having something that you're working on that you're excited about, um, mm -hmm. it helps alleviate 
that mm-hmm. I think just having something completely unrelated to love or romance or anything and yeah. creatively or in your work. Totally. Like having a distraction always. Because you're like, okay, well, if this doesn't work out, I yeah. have my yarn and my knitting. <laughs> yeah, I can always <laughs> talk about that. Yeah. I can always talk about my dog. Yeah. Go back to that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think that's great advice. Um, yeah, that's like a funny thing to add. Yeah, and I hope that maybe, you know, next time that you'll just feel more naturally kind of comfortable with the person because it does, I mean, first dates are awkward. Yeah. You meet someone for the first time and they're hard. So, it's so hard. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to, like, what's the worst first date that I've gone on for? I'm, again, this is like me being jealous of people who are going on first dates because, well, part of me thinks that it's terrifying. It has to be so much the butterflies, and also just kind of meeting new people that you might not get a chance to meet and or might not ever want to see again, but just the idea of meeting someone that's completely new to you, mm-hmm. I, I find it exciting. Um, but I've certainly gone on some bad dates, and like, it's fine, you get over it, you know, so, yeah. Okay, how about this one? This one is about arguing in relationships, and it says... I think every relationship takes work to maintain, but I'm finding that my GF and I are having more and more of a hard time getting around all these little nitpicky things. I'm not feeling like it's so bad we should split, but I'm worried if it keeps up like this, that being in the relationship will be too emotionally exhausting. How do you conceptualize the struggles that occur in relationships? Signed, how much fighting is too much? Male. They don't say where they are. Um, how much fighting is too much? That's great. I think it's not the. I, I, I think it's not how often you fight. I think it's the way you fight and how you fight. Yeah, that's a great. Point. And I think that yeah. um, I know couples who have been together for fifty years who just bicker constantly and they're fighting constantly. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. they kind of get out of it and they know how to yeah. unravel. And um, yeah. I think that if you don't know how to fight, and if the fights escalate to threats or breakups, threats of a breakup. Oh, or threats of breakups. Okay. That's the problem. But I think yeah. bickering, and I think, I think it's all healthy. I think um, space yeah. is important, taking space. Mm-hmm. Sometimes just going to dinner with, you know, sometimes you spend so much time with one person. Yeah. You just bicker. Yeah. <laughs> it's like camp. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, I think that's a great point in terms of if you're noticing that you're being bothered and kind of bickering about lots of little things, and that might be a great kind of invitation that you just need some of your own independence back in a way, and that can be accomplished in so many different ways, even in terms of just going and reading by yourself for an hour, or, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be like, I'm going to go out of the house right now, you know, it can be so many different ways that you kind of regain your own independence within a relationship, so I wonder if maybe that's coming up in terms of maybe there is kind of a little bit too much time or too much focus. Um, but yeah, I think that you definitely, a little bit in terms of that it's the way that you fight, because if the way that you fight is becoming emotionally exhausting and you're really hurting each other through your fights and you're really damaging the relationship in that way and threatening the relationship and all of that, then you're right to think that that's not sustainable because it's not and you shouldn't want to be in a space with someone, whether it's you or the, you know, your partner who's acting like that and kind of being cutting like that. So. Yeah, and also couples therapy can be very helpful for mm-hmm. just communication. Mm-hmm. And I do. I see couples. I love it when couples come to see me. I also love it when couples come to see me when they're not necessarily at a place where it's kind of 
are we going to break up or not? And maybe they're just having a question mark about like, oh, there's this thing that bothers us and we don't know how to fix it and we keep trying to talk about it and it's hard and we don't know how to, you know? Yeah. So it's not always the case. I think a lot of people come to couples therapy when they're like, oh, it's never, never. Yeah. Like, we're trying to figure out if we should break up or yeah. not, you know? I'm so. a huge fan of couples therapy. Yeah, couples therapy is great. I once broke up in couples therapy, like in a very oh. intentional way. Like we were like we were, we were basically the couple that I was just referencing. Like you know, we had a couple therapy before. It's like make or break it. Um, but it was actually one of the best breakups because we had a third party there to help us. <laughs> it was really helpful, and they also helped us kind of figure out all the annoying logistical things about communication and about you know. Yeah, when are we going to see each other? How are we going to mm-hmm. kind of do the breaking up of the stuff? And, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was actually one of the best breakups mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. sense. So, yeah. yeah. If you can. Um, yeah, if you can. Definitely. Um, okay, we have a few minutes. Oh, this is where it gets down to the end of the show. Let me check our Instagram. Mm-hmm. Down to the end. If anybody wants to call in the last few minutes, 213-54-11-0. Otherwise, we're going to keep going with these last questions and see if we can do it. Okay. This person says, recently went out on a date with someone, well, on a few dates with someone who I'm figuring out is kind of broke, or maybe not broke, just mid-career transition and seems stressed thin. I'm financially stable enough, and I'm not looking for someone to take care of me financially, but I'm wondering if I should date someone who is financially unstable, or at least not doing great financially. Also, it's hard to know exactly, and isn't something I would ever ask someone point blank that I'm newly dating. Basically, I'm... I just don't want to feel limited in any types of activities we do together if he is broke and I'm doing okay. Sounds shallow, maybe. What do you guys think? Uh, signed, buy me dinner sometimes. Email 31. Cute. Um, that's hard. That's a really good question. I feel like it's very sensitively phrased as well. I don't get the sense that he is being super hard on this person and is being really practical about it in a nice way, which I appreciate. So, yeah. What do you think? Do you want to start? Do you want to start? I don't know. It's tricky because mm. I fall in love with people who are financially or in a time of transition. Yeah. And it's actually been mm. the most exciting because then you find these. Re- I don't know. You're not going out to dinner and going out to and spending mm-hmm. a bunch of money on like yeah. movie tickets or dinner, and you're and you're doing mm-hmm. more unconventional dates like mm-hmm. taking drives. No, it's like you get to know the person. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I've, I've fallen in love with a few people. <laughs> yeah. um, but at yeah. the same time, I think um, if I, I think if they have a spending problem, that's another issue. And if they make mm-hmm. money and they can't hold on to it, right. that always that's will, hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that'll show itself. That'll turn into a problem if you if you do decide to pursue it. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of being in a time of transition, I, I, I think if you're falling in love with someone, I think don't overthink it. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think, yeah, okay. No, I'm saying, but if you see if they make, like, they get a check and then they spend it mm-hmm. the next day. Right. Then that's very oh, different. That's different well, but also if someone's in a career transition, but you feel as though, you know, they are the type of person that works hard and that, you know, have had some success in the past and you're not necessarily worried about it in the future and you're kind of envisioning a potential future with this mm-hmm. person, then it seems much different than someone who's just kind of like can't show up on time for work and like can't hold a job. You know, like yeah. that's much different, I think. I think I would never, that would be too hard for me because yeah. I'm too practical. I can't mm-hmm. like deal with that. Um, but 
Yeah, I mean, I think if it's, yeah, if it's about the types of activities that you can do, you can be really creative, like you said, and do things that maybe aren't as expensive, or maybe, like, take turns in who's paying, or things like that, if that's, you know, I mean, depending on kind of how traditional you are, clients buy me dinner sometimes, mm-hmm. and he's like, yeah, sometimes maybe I should be able to buy you dinner, and maybe sometimes you buy them dinner, and it's kind of a, like, fair, equal situation, so... Yeah, I, th- I don't think it's shallow um, in terms of their question. I think that's perfectly reasonable. Yeah. So, but I again, it, it, depends, it, it depends on the context. Yeah. Right. Well, and also the other thing about a career transition is that that, you know, depending on how exhausting that is and how much time and effort that's putting in, th- that person is putting into their career, did she say he? Do, do, do. Da, da, da. A few dates with someone. I'm not sure if I'm going to say Yeah, it's okay. But, um, but you know, are they really in a place where they have time to devote to dating? If they're kind of transitioning, is that something that they, you know, can kind of devote to? That's another question. Yeah, that that question. Oh, it does say he. Okay. That is a good question. Um, but, I mean, in general, if they're looking, if he's looking for a relationship and you're looking for a relationship and you guys have gone on a few dates and you're liking him, I would say stick it. I don't know. Yeah, stick it out. Stick it out. Yeah, totally. So, okay. Um, just a couple more questions. Okay. Um... Oh, actually, this is the last one. Oh, okay. Ending the show. Okay, last question. Um, this one says, wondering if I'm lying by withholding info from someone I'm dating. Seems like a moral gray area. I'm not withholding anything major, just stuff that feels natural to share after we get to know each other, assuming we continue dating. Trying to be honest, but not sure if I'm doing a great job at it. Is honesty always the best policy? Signed female. Well, signed. Is honesty always the best policy? Policy female twenty eight. Um, I'm having a hard time figuring out what this person is withholding. Yeah. It's hard for me without a general, like yeah. without something. Yeah, I agree. Because I mean, are you talking about your past relationships, or are you talking about family, or family, or that you don't really live wherever you live? Yeah. Like, what is the yeah, thing? Yeah, I can't answer without knowing. But yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's hard. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like a moral gray area. I mean, I think in general, I'm kind of slow at letting people know me on a deeper level, mm-hmm. and I don't ever feel like I'm lying. I just mm-hmm. think that it's like, yeah, you get to know me slowly, and mm-hmm. that's a privilege, which mm-hmm. you enjoy, and if you do, then great for you. Freckles are on my face. <laughs> um, yeah, so... I wonder, yeah, it's hard for me to conceptualize, but I think that you should be able to kind of be in that relationship or be dating this person without feeling like you're lying to them. So if they're, you don't know if you're lying, yeah, right? I don't, know when, yeah. I don't, I don't think it's that much of a moral gray area. No. I think that if someone asks you a question, you mm-hmm. can also say, oh, you know, I'm not comfortable answering that question right now. Mm-hmm. I don't really know you that well, or something like that, you know? No, that's I don't want to get to know this person. I know. Date me. Yeah, I don't want to know this person. I know. What are those people? And just the other thing is that that is like, kind of attractive when someone right. seems like they're withholding something right. and you want to get to know them and they're, you know, being standoff. Well, no, actually I'm not attracted to standoffish people. I'm just attracted to people who seem serious mm-hmm. and layered. And have a lot of layers. Totally. So, okay, well, with that, I guess we're out of time, basically. Um, yeah, I think that's it. It was such a pleasure really talking with you. So having you on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming. I'm so excited to hear your new music that's coming out this Friday that I didn't know about until you told us about. So that's so exciting. I'm such a fan of your cool hand single. Also, the video is really gorgeous. I loved the video. I also loved that the fact that you were. You were you in it, you know, 
that, which is always something that I think about. You know, musicians can just be themselves, and because they're so talented, you just, you know, as an outsider, I mean, I know you personally, but as an outsider in the past, I've always seen musicians just being themselves, and I just automatically think they're so cool because they're so talented. But sometimes I feel like musicians kind of change their persona self, and they're, you know, it's sort of a presentation. In the video, it seems like just so you, and I was like, look at that, I really love that, and there's this one great video, and the music is so good. Well, then you're also in this beautiful gown, which I haven't seen you in that space, but I can see that being like a part of you that still seems genuine. Yeah, definitely. So, listen to Sasha's music, Buzzy Lee, it's amazing. Um, I always tell people to rate and review the podcast, give me all the stars if you enjoyed listening. Thank you again. And I didn't mention, but that intro was mixed by 1000 Birds, which is a commercial sound recording studio here in Los Angeles and also in New York. Um, and they also did my outro, which I'm about to play for you guys now, so you will get to hear it. I'll be back in two weeks, and that's it. Okay, goodbye. Sex questions? Love questions? Send me your submissions either as a text or voicemail to soulfriendradio at gmail.com. Please include your age and any information that you would like me to know about you. You can find more episodes of the show on Apple Podcasts. The show is recorded live at K-Chung Radio. Love you, K-Chung. Special thanks to my station manager, James Nelson. Thanks to 1000 Birds. Our theme music is by Boombit. Thanks for listening to Soul Friend Radio.